0: from Kurt Co Media. Coming up on this episode of Life Done Better. You know, spices, I think, are a medicine cabinet. And things like turmeric. Turmeric is one of the most well-studied spices. There's over a thousand studies on this, this one spice. And it's pretty unequivocal. It's very highly anti-inflammatory. And in fact, it's so powerful, it's just as powerful, if not more powerful than certain anti-inflammatory drugs. Welcome to Life Done Better.
1: I'm your host, Jill DeYoung. We all love to eat, and homemade, healthy, and delicious meals are so nourishing. But making them daily can be a challenge. It can feel time-consuming, intimidating, and like another chore on your to-do list. This episode is all about getting you inspired to cook more of your own meals and make it fun and rewarding. All you need is some kitchen hacks. It's so much better when you have certain things prepared, let some kitchen tools do the work for you and get your hands on some new recipes that make your mouth water. Now, one of my favorite sites to get inspired for flavorful, healthy dishes is Maria Merlot's, And that's why I invited her to the show. Maria is a certified holistic nutritionist and healthy chef. She's the author of The Real Food Grocery Guide and host of the Happier and Healthier podcast. Maria, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Maria, may I just say that your husband is the luckiest man. I mean, not many men can say they eat better than he does. I I wish I could be him for a day. No, even better, a a week.
0: (laughs) Well, I I can't wait for him to hear this. But yes, the downside, though, is that he does a lot of cleaning. (laughs) He does a lot of the the cleanup bathroom. You
1: delegate well. That's good for him.
0: Yes. So
1: what are your like, how do you go about making a meal? Where do you start? Do you start with a veggie? Do you start with a protein? Or kind of does it come together for you differently every day?
0: Yeah, so I have like these little recipes that I like to mix and match. And whenever I'm thinking about making a meal, I always like to build what I call a healthy plate or the ideal plate ratio, which is simply about 50% of your plate is some type of vegetable or maybe fruit for breakfast. 25% of your plate is some sort of healthy protein, whether that's plant-based or animal-based. And then that other 25% of your plate, that's sort of a mixed bag. That could be some healthy whole grains, that could be some more veggies, it could be beans, it could be kind of whatever you're in the mood for that night. And then on top of that, you want to use some sort of healthy fat as a condiment. So whether it's a cooking oil, you use some olive oil or as a dressing, maybe you put avocado on top, nuts and seeds, but you always want to have those three components of healthy fat, healthy protein, and some fiber-rich fruits or vegetables.
1: Exactly. So that is a really good guideline. And it's easy to visualize too. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about your journey, because I know mine, I, I certainly did not know how to cook when I was just starting to live on my own and started a modeling career. I didn't even know how to boil an egg. It was pretty sad. So tell me <laughs> about your journey.
0: We've, we've all been there. I mean, same thing. I didn't know how to do anything that take a box out of the freezer. Take the plastic wrap off and put it in the microwave. Like that was the extent (laughs) of my cooking for the first two decades of my life. Also, when I got to college, see what got me interested in healthy eating is that I had really bad acne. So I grew up in New York in an Italian American family, and we ate a very standard American diet. So it was a lot of takeout, a lot of processed foods, a lot of packaged foods, and very few vegetables, honestly, very few whole unprocessed foods. And as a result of that, Many people in my family had health problems, including myself. So there's obesity, there's diabetes, there's a lot of chronic illness, cancer, even that ran in my family. So I saw this happening to my aunts and my uncles, you know, and all the people around me, my older cousins. And then eventually, when I turned about 16, that's when I got acne. And my parents, nobody else had acne. It was only me. That's when I started to question, you know, why do I have acne? And for the first few years, I just, you know, went to the dermatologist. I took the medications that they told me to take or I put the prescription creams on they told me to put on. And they'll, they'll say like, oh, your skin has to get worse before it gets better. And it would typically get worse and maybe marginally better, but then it would always go back to being worse and, and it never fully cleared. So when I got to college, that's when I was introduced to this whole concept of food as medicine. And I started experimenting with my diet because I was actually a college classmate, I was studying fashion at the time. I was complaining about my skin. And she said, you know, your skin might be breaking out because of what you're eating. And at the time I looked at her like she had three heads because nobody had ever told me this. None of the doctors or dermatologists had ever asked me what I was eating. Oh, so interesting. Could it be
1: true? Wow. Yeah. You had been to specialists and no one addressed your diet.
0: Exactly. And so I was like, listen, I'm desperate. I'm willing to try anything. So I started changing my diet towards a more anti-inflammatory diet, getting rid of the processed foods and the sugar. And meanwhile, she told me this over lunch where I was having probably two slices of pizza, washing it down with a soda and then finishing off with Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies. So, um,
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's important to stay, look back and say like, okay, that's where I was. And, and oftentimes we need to be troubled by something to really change it, right? Otherwise, if it's not big enough of a trouble, we don't really make real change. And you were obviously really troubled with your skin also being a teenager and self-conscious. Every time you look in the mirror, you're like, damn it, I got to do something about this.
0: Yeah. And it was just so frustrating because I thought I was doing all the right things, right? I was putting the creams on or taking the medications and it wasn't working for me. So then I thought, what's wrong with me? Why isn't this working? So when I discovered this whole food as medicine concept and I tried it, And then I could see in the mirror, wow, when I eat this way, my skin starts to clear up. My bumps start going away. The redness starts going away. But when I'm like, oh, I really want that slice of pizza or those chocolate chip cookies. Well, boom, the next morning, my skin's back to being broken out again. So for me to see this so visually in the mirror was extremely powerful. And that's why I ultimately decide to permanently change my diet. At first, I was doing it as an experiment. And I said, I'll do this for a little while. Once my skin clears up, I'll go back to eating my favorite foods. But of course I did that. And as soon as I ate my, you know, old favorite foods, my skin broke out again. So I said, you know what? This can't be good for my body. I started doing more research. I learned that food wasn't just affecting my skin, but everything, my risk for chronic illness and disease, was so many things. And I decided wow, why doesn't anyone teach us this? So that's when I made the conscious decision to learn more about nutrition, to study nutrition, to study cooking, and really eventually make this my career path. And I'm so glad you
1: did because you now make vegetables taste like candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I got uh, really inspired when you posted a tahini cauliflower recipe and I had tahini in my fridge and I never use it. I actually don't really love it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot because I want to, you know, use it. I really, again, it comes back to, I don't like throwing anything away. I like to use everything I have. So it's like, great, let me try this. And you added some nice spices like cumin, I believe, um, salt and pepper. I had some curries, like I just just kind of powdered it up right like just like sprinkled it with nice herbs and I put it in my new ninja air fryer which is like uh, one of my new favorite kitchen tools by the way And it was just insanely delicious. I was just like, oh my God, it tastes like candy and it's so healthy because it's just drizzled in a little avocado oil and I mean, really less than if I would roast it in that air fryer. So I thank you for (laughs) inspiring me and so many others for making foods that can be a little bland, a little boring, so tasty because that's what it's all about. If you have to switch from a favorite foods that are not healthy to healthy food that's not tasty you're not, it's not going to last. It's not going to stick. But if you can make healthy food tasty and you're golden,
0: Exactly. And that's what I'm all about, making vegetables and healthy foods super flavorful. I hate bland food. I think sometimes you know, when you go into a healthy restaurant and they serve you steamed vegetables or some sort of vegetable dish and it's so bland and so boring, I just feel so bad because I feel like that's why people have a bad concept of what healthy food is or they think it tastes boring. So I use a lot of spices. I use a lot of different sauces like the tahini. Tahini, I love tahini. I could just like eat tahini on its own. And I think it just adds such a nice nutty flavor to anything and putting it on vegetables is just genius. I mean, it makes the vegetables taste so, so good. And just uh, with the air fryer, if you don't have an air fryer at home, you can turn the fan on in your oven whenever you're roasting something and just make sure you're, whatever you're roasting, you spread it out. So things are not on top of each other, give them a little bit of space and that will also make your veggies nice and crispy.
1: Yeah, because if we want to eat more vegetables, then they got to taste better. And then that, you know, it, it can be as simple as having the right spices and the right way of cooking them, not boiling them to death, not like drowning them in water. and <laughs> Exactly. Now we're talking about like some new favorite kitchen tools that really can make our life so much easier and so much better. What other tools other than the Ninja, like
0: I love my Ninja air fryer. What other tools do you like to use? Well, I would say first and foremost, it's pretty basic, but having a good chef's knife is super important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like I'll go to friends' houses and they're cutting things with like a steak knife or just not the right knife, and that's going to make chopping vegetables very laborious and not fun. So if you have a good quality chef's knife, and it doesn't have to be expensive, but have a good heavy chef's knife, that will make your chopping much easier. So that's always my number one recommendation. I love a spiralizer spiralizer turns your veggies into spaghetti-like noodles. So that instantly makes them more fun to eat. What veggies would you recommend for the spiralizer other than zucchini? Yeah. So I actually do not like zucchini noodles. I know that's the most common popular one, but I don't like eating raw zucchini. And then If you cook it, the thing is you do really have to get the water out of it. So saute it on a dry pan for a few minutes to get rid of that excess water before you add the sauce. Otherwise I find them too watery, Mm -hmm. but my favorite spiralized vegetables are broccoli stem. So just cut off your broccoli stems and do the broccoli stems. I also love sweet potato noodles. They are so good. And I put lots of like spices on there, (laughs) like cayenne, paprika, turmeric, cumin,
1: Wow. Okay. So I'm glad I asked because I haven't done that yet and I would love to try that.
0: So a good knife, a spiralizer, anything else? Yeah. A blender, a good high quality, high powered blender is a must. I use my blender so often for things like smoothies, soups, dressings, desserts, healthy desserts. It's just so versatile. So I definitely recommend a high quality blender as well.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And one of my new favorite things is the almond cow. I think I commented on, you know, a post that you were still making nuts and strain it through a bag. And I wish I could show you how easy it is. It's a a two minute process to make fresh nut milk with this almond cow. You literally put in a cup of almond, a little bit of salt, a date or two, five, six cups of water and you blend it and there's no straining needed. It's not messy. And so you have the most fresh milk with foam on top. I mean, it is insane. I'm so loving this almond cow tool. You know, I feel like I saved the environment a couple of boxes. I'm not like 100%, you know, where I I make them all the time. I still have some soy milk that I have, you know, in buying packages, but I make my own almond milk. I make my own oat milk and God, I am, I'm definitely a big fan.
0: Yeah. And it's so much fresher. It's so much tastier when you make it yourself. I do usually just make it in the blender. Sometimes I'll just use almond butter or any sort of nut butter and mix that with the water and say a date or a vanilla.
1: Ooh. So you don't have to strain it then. Then you kind of skip that part.
0: Yeah. You don't have to strain it. It's just all together. Or I also like making hemp milk from hemp seeds. That's really good as well. And sometimes I won't even, like when I'm making a smoothie, I won't even put in a milk. I'll just put in water and say hemp seeds or almond butter. And then when you blend it all up, it basically makes your milk.
1: See, that's why I invited you. Smart tips (laughs) on learning as we're talking. I love it. Now, a lot of people are busy, right? They have busy jobs. A lot of, you know, like life gets busy all the time and cooking is not always fun at the end of the day. When you're tired, you just want to sit down what are your tips to get it going anyway? To say, you know what, you can sit down, but you know make sure you just do 10 minutes of this and then you can throw it in a pot. Or what are your go-tos for busy people that still love, obviously, to provide healthy meals for the family?
0: Yeah, I think we've always liked fast recipes, but now I feel like more so than ever before. People do not want to spend more than 20 minutes in the kitchen, really. So what I would recommend is, Finding 5, 10 maybe recipes that can be your go-to one-pan recipes or 20-minute recipes that you can just bang out you know whenever you don't feel like cooking. So some of my go-tos are a Thai curry. You basically have to keep curry paste on hand, curry paste and coconut milk. Those are really the two main star ingredients. And then whatever fresh vegetables you have, whatever protein you want to use, you can use that. You could even use fre- frozen vegetables if you don't have fresh. And that is ready in less than 20 minutes. So you pour the coconut milk in, pour the curry paste, stir it around, add your veggies, put the lid on, let it cook, and it's, it's ready in less than 20 minutes.
1: So good. Do you, so you, do you steam the veggies or do you stir fry the veggies?
0: I let them cook in the coconut milk. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I let the coconut milk boil, come to a boil for about five minutes with the curry paste. So it gets the curry paste really gets infused in the coconut milk. Then I just throw all the veggies in. And honestly, I always throw way too many veggies in, so it won't cook on its own. So I'll just cover it. And then it sort of steams and simmers in the coconut milk. And I just stir it a few times in between, add some salt at the end, and it's ready to go.
1: Mm, That's a good one. I love curries. I eat it once a week. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Maria Marlowe. Jolie's is changing the dating game one medjool at a time. No, Jolie's is not another dating app, but they can promise you to never have a bad date again. Dates grow on palm trees, so where you would normally envision coconuts, picture hundreds of dates. Organically grown in California, these hand-picked dates are so fresh and so delicious. They taste like caramel mm, and satisfies any sweet craving. If you're like me and enjoy something sweet but prefer not to eat candy and anything with added sugar because you prefer to be healthy and make smart food choices, then a box of fresh Julie's dates will not disappoint. They're full of vitamins and minerals. And while sugar promotes inflammation, dates reduce inflammation need some date ideas stuff a date with your favorite nut butter blend into a morning smoothie chop them up for a salad topping bake cookies or use them to sweeten a dessert you can pick up Julie's at your local health food store or go to julies.com that's j-o-o-l-i-e-s and use code jill20 for 20% off on your order have a great date I uh, <laughs> mean, day. Welcome back. I am chatting with cooking expert Maria Merlot. And for preparation, do you use a rice cooker or do you like to use anything that, again, can help facilitate the cooking process while you're actually you know, relaxing and doing something else?
0: So I don't personally use a rice cooker, but I just tend to like do things that only take me about five, 10 minutes of prep. And then I just put it in the oven or put it in the pan and then let it go. So another option that I really like is like wild salmon with vegetables. It's in papillote it's called. So basically it's in a parchment paper packet. you could even do like a vegan one if you want and just put vegetables in there. So I'll put things like chopped up Onions, zucchini, tomatoes, and you could do chickpeas if you wanted to do vegan, or you could do a wild salmon or wild seafood. And you basically just fold up this parchment paper packet and put that in the oven. Add your spices, of course, put that in the oven for 15, 20 minutes. And then it comes out and it's perfectly cooked. Like it basically steams in that little packet and the flavor gets concentrated. And it's absolutely amazing. It feels like when you're eating it, you're like, wow, this is a restaurant quality dish. But it literally, you just threw some things in a packet and and let it sit in the oven.
1: Oh, amazing, right? And that's what we want. We want to feel like it's fun. It's like a gift to self. It's not just another thing that we have to do. You know, sometimes I get a little bit over, you know, obviously cooking a lot. And then you may just take a break and say, you know what, today we're just making, again, a super easy meal because I do spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Or, you know, like I say, let's take something from a healthy restaurant. And then the next day I feel like, okay, cool, I'm back in the game i want I want to cook again, so even if you don't feel like cooking and you can get something you know your hands on something else uh, that is healthy, then also give yourself some space and give yourself a treat because if we get burned out on cooking, then we're not going to enjoy any anything for weeks on an end right
0: I agree, a hundred percent, and I don't cook necessarily every single night. I definitely cook a lot, probably more than most people, but Definitely ordering out sometimes, having your go-to restaurants that have healthy ingredients. That's always nice to know where you can order from. And just even saying that sometimes I'll make meals that literally take five minutes. Like I love using tortillas, gluten-free tortillas, like the siete tortillas, which are almond flour-based or cassava-based. And then there's two things I do with them. So one thing is I'll make these little mini pizzas in the oven. So I'll just add some jarred tomato sauce and whatever veggies I want on top and then pop those in the oven and make like little tortilla pizzas, which again, takes literally not even five minutes or I'm making some sort of tacos. And again, I actually just posted something about this on Instagram about breakfast tacos and how you can kind of get pre-prepared You know, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to make every dip and every vegetable. Like, you can get things pre prepared or even pre chopped. So, when you're at the grocery store, and I think Whole Foods is great for this, like, they have all these pre shredded and pre chopped veggies. They have dips and sauces and things that you can buy that are are actually. Not incredibly expensive. Their three sixty five brand is great, and using these things, this will shortcut your cooking as well. So don't feel like you can't take these little shortcuts. Definitely take the shortcuts. Absolutely, saving time is important, right? And you know, I was
1: never a big fan of of the rice cooker, and I must say that when I got it as a gift, I started using it, and I use it every other day. Not just for rice, but also for quinoa, and you know, for other things um, like millet. And it is so fun to actually just hit the button, walk away from it and come back and it's done. So I don't have to watch the stove. I don't, you know, it's always like a perfect consistency. And so that's another thing that I personally really like. And I thought I, I thought I didn't like it at first because I'm like, you know, it takes a long time because that water needs to boil and I feel like I can get it done quicker. But Hey, if you can walk away from it, then obviously you don't have to do anything for it. And I like to make more than I need so I can have some
0: leftovers the next day. So I personally like to go with the flow and just look at my fridge and say, Oh, I have these ingredients. Let me throw them together. But there is a part of me that also likes meal planning. And I know it works for a lot of people because you know exactly what to get at the grocery store. You know what you're eating every night of the week. So it's easy. I do know, for example, I do know like the breakfasts I have, those are kind of on autopilot. And I do exactly what you said in, in that I, I make bigger batches of whatever I'm cooking. That way I have leftovers. So nine times out of 10, my dinner will become the next day's lunch. We each have to figure out what works best for us. Like Some people, again, really love that, that meal plan because it gives them the variety and they know exactly what's happening. Me personally, like when I am cooking and not creating recipes, I like to just throw things together. I don't measure things. I just throw it all in a pot and taste it until it tastes good. I know. And that, that
1: is wonderful. And that's a a real expression of of your creativity. And I think that comes with experience because I do remember when I first started cooking, I was, yeah, not exactly confident enough to swap out ingredients or to add flavors because I wasn't as familiar with the flavors. And I was just like, well, I better stick to the recipe. And as soon as I started getting more confident and I started experimenting with things, I'm like, oh my God, this is even better than the recipe that I first, you know, started working working with. And that's how you start gaining the confidence and allow yourself the, the creativity because you can't really go terribly wrong, you know, when you have good ingredients in the house and, you know, beautiful spices. I mean, you, you got to do a lot of weird things to really mess up a meal.
0: Yeah. Or if it's ever kind of like, hmm, this is not great, just throw some hot sauce on there and, you know, it'll be <laughs> delicious. Disguise all the flavors. <laughs> Yes, exactly. (laughs) Or, you know, I love using salsa. So I'm currently like traveling and staying at a sublet apartment. So I don't have my full kitchen and I don't have my whole, you know, all my spices and oils and everything that I'd have at home. So I've been using a jar of salsa and I'll just saute vegetables like in the salsa just to give it that nice flavor or add it to things that I wouldn't normally add it to, but it just adds so much flavor. So that's something I like doing. And then the other thing with cooking, you'll notice as you start, Experimenting with different recipes, they all kind of have certain ingredients. Like you'll find onions and garlic in a vast majority of recipes. Why? Because they add so much flavor. So I feel like just sauteing something in either onions or garlic or some mixture of that, maybe even add some ginger, you can't go wrong. It will taste good. Yeah. And using that, like, so whenever you're like, if you wanted to try experimenting, I would say, use some aromatics for sure, and then use some spices. And I tend to use a lot of the Indian spices or Mediterranean spices. So if I'm going Indian, I'll use things like turmeric, cumin, maybe I'll add some coriander. If it's like a sweet potato thing, I might add paprika or cinnamon to enhance that sweetness. Or if I'm going more Mediterranean, I might add thyme and rosemary. Those always go really good together. Or oregano by itself is really nice. So kind of experimenting with different spices and figuring out which ones you like and then yeah just throwing them on whatever you're cooking it it will probably taste good as you're
1: talking about all this food and you know how to dress them up and make them taste good I'm starting to get hungry girl (laughs) and I just had lunch (laughs) so so yeah I was just thinking about the basics right the basics of of garlic and onion and how healthy that is because when you really think about putting that into your like meals like day to day like you're actually adding a natural antibiotic to your food right because that's what it is it's a natural antibiotic it helps fight viruses off and it promotes it's good gut health. And so like just adding daily a little bit of garlic and, you know, I would say tons of onions (laughs) if you can, Mm -hmm. is so good for you. So some of these
0: things can keep coming back and you want to actually make it a habit. Definitely. And even our spices you know, spices, I think are a medicine cabinet and things like turmeric. Turmeric is one of the most well-studied spices. There's over a thousand studies on this, this one spice and it's pretty unequivocal. It's very highly anti-inflammatory. And in fact, it's so powerful. It's just as powerful, if not more powerful than certain anti-inflammatory drugs. And you know, even the, like those herbs that I was talking about, like oregano, thyme, rosemary, these are also antimicrobial. They have a variety of different health-promoting benefits, like rosemary. Simply smelling rosemary can enhance your memory, it can enhance your mood. So I think having fun with spices and your aromatics, like onions and the different types of onions, like scallions, shallots, etc., ginger, garlic, you can make anything taste good and you're going to also make it super healthy.
1: Absolutely. I think it's wonderful that you talk with so much passion about cooking and making food taste better because, you know, it, it makes me want to be in the kitchen. It makes me want to try new things again. And what are some of the new things that you've tried lately or when you have gone to the farmer's market and you're like, "Ooh, well, this is good. I'm going to buy this more often.
0: Yeah. So there's, plenty of vegetables. I'm very into heirloom vegetables. And I'm lucky that where I live now, there is this uh, organic farm that is experimenting with hundreds of different varieties of heirloom vegetables. And heirloom vegetables are simply the original seeds that were used for the plants that have not been hybridized. A lot of the produce that we find in the grocery store now it has been bred specifically to look pretty on the grocery store shelves to withstand the trucking across the country that it takes to get to the grocery store to be big and juicy because our vegetables are often sold by weight. So if you have a big juicy tomato, it's going to cost more than like a little tiny tomato. So
1: tricky, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, And a lot of times when we increase the water content of these vegetables or fruits, What happens is the flavor dissipates a little bit, so it's not as flavorful. But when we go back to using heirloom varieties, you'll find that the flavor is extremely concentrated. So I'm always trying new vegetables from Harfram. But some of the things that I really liked, lotus root is so yummy. Have you had that before?
1: I don't think so. Describe it to me. What does it look like?
0: So it's usually, it looks like a bulb, like, like a root vegetable, I would say. But it's usually served sliced. And when it's sliced, it has all these beautiful little holes in it, like a little wheel, kind of. So basically, you just like boil it for a minute or two, I think, and then you can stir fry it. Uh, It's it's typical of, of Asian countries, and it's absolutely delicious. So that's my new sort of obsession in the vegetable world. I also really like different varieties of kale. There's so many different varieties of kale and dark leafy greens, so I love experimenting with new ones. I also love mulberries and like certain fruit that I feel like I can only find in California. Like you don't even get it on the East Coast. Oh, I have just tried them here in Hawaii fresh. And
1: my a friend of mine is a chef here, and she had them picked them from her own tree. And I was so grateful. I said, if you have any more, and if you need any help, like making that tree happy and take the fruit, I'll come and collect it. No problem. And it was, yeah, it was special. It's really special to travel and to live in different places and find new fruits because I've been in Hawaii for almost a year and a half now, and I have definitely expanded
0: my palate. Yeah. And there is some research to suggest that the more variety, the better. In terms of heating our microbiome, in terms of getting the nutrients that we need, right? Because different plants will give us different vitamins and minerals. And so the aim that I typically hear is to try to have about 30 different plants a week. And it kind of sounds like a lot, but it's actually not too hard if you think about things like parsley and cilantro, mint are things you can add in easily. And uh, there's so many different types of greens and root vegetables and cruciferous vegetables. There's actually a ton of variety that we have to choose from. So it's not as hard as you think. And let's just like stir fry. Stir fries are another thing that I, I love and make very often. I just will saute some combination of onions, garlic, and ginger and then add my vegetables, whatever vegetables I have in my fridge. And that's it. Add a little salt and uh, it's it's ready to go. Yeah.
1: I also love coconut aminos and tamari for stir fry dishes. Like I don't know if you've heard of coconut aminos. So I love it. It's a little sweet. It's uh, a little bit better, I think, than soy sauce, but I still love a good tamari and ghee butter. I mean, Costco had one of these big ghee butter jars the other day, and I I have to admit it's almost gone. (laughs) I, I mean, I went through it quickly and it was a really big jar just because it felt so nourishing. And can you tell me a little bit about the healthy benefits from adding a fat like ghee to our diet?
0: Yeah. Well, ghee is really great. It's very nourishing for the gut and it helps to heal the gut mining as well. But fats in general are so important for our diet. And you know, in previous years, there was this sort of war on fat and we're all trying to have low fat, no fat foods. But the problem with low fat and no fat foods is that they don't taste good. So if you look at the packages of foods that are supposed to have fat, that have the fat removed, you'll find that they're typically loaded with either salt or sugar, which are worse than the fat. And so we don't want that. And and fat is important. It's important for our hormones. It's important for temperature regulation. It's important for our skin, right? For our brain health. And so much more. So, we don't want to skimp on fat. We just want to choose healthy fats, things like ghee, things like avocado, nuts, seeds, olive oil, all these monounsaturated fats, polyunsaturated fats. These are the, the types of fats that we want in our diet. And those are also good for the skin, right? Exactly. Very good for the skin. And omega 3s are um, very anti inflammatory. And they're also really important for our mood. And, you know, sometimes with skin problems, we'll see a lack of omega 3. And we'll also see, you know, depression with that as well. And that's also a lack of omega-3. So in in many cases, both of these issues for some people can can be remedied simply by consuming enough omega-3 and and a well-balanced diet. Yeah, it's really powerful when you start realizing how
1: your mood is affected by everything you put in your mouth every day. Again, I do know that when I go too long without food, I get moody and uh, Mm -hmm. I do feel like when I go too long without food or if I'm too busy and I, you know, haven't had my next meal yet, I also make terrible decisions because I just go with whatever is, you know, nearby. And I'm like, oh, and it, it's not satisfying. It's not even that good. But because I'm hungry, I'm just gonna shove it in my mouth, eat it. And then I'm like, ah. Oh. I wish I hadn't done that. So, so also knowing like an, what meals comes next or having a healthy snack is, is definitely very important in order to make better decisions. And when we talk about healthy snacks, I think about eating a date with like peanut butter or almond butter, stuff it. Um, I love making my own trail mix, like with all these beautiful nuts and goji berries, raisins, just, or maybe even some dried banana. And uh my go-to is always veggies with a dip, like a hummus or some other nut dip. You know, it's always important to feel somewhat in control, right, of the food that you consume in your house. Like outside of your house, you don't know what you're going to get, when you're going to get it. But as long as you can kind of control your controllables and that's your kitchen and your pantry, make sure that you have the food that you actually like to eat and don't have so much of the food that you're going to binge on or, you know, because I know that if I have ice cream or cookies ready to go, I will eat them. I I feel like, you know, like they can't stay in the fridge for too long. They're going to go bad. I feel bad for them. And I feel like, you know, they need my love and attention. <laughs> so what I do is I stop buying them. Like I, I'm not tempted when it's not there. If I open the fridge and there's only carrots in there and apples and, you know, vegetables and all the things that are healthy, then I'm going to have that. So Preparing your fridge and pantry for success is definitely a must-do, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree 100. I'm the same way. If I buy some sort of cookies or ice cream, like vegan ice cream or whatever, yeah, it's it's not going to last long. I know it's there, and I have to finish it. You know, like I want to finish it. And then what you said about the vegetables and and just being prepared, yeah. Like with your carrot sticks and celery sticks, chop them up and put them in a little jar with some water to keep them fresh. And that way, when you're hungry, if you see them, they're already chopped. It's going to be so much easier to take them out and dip them in some hummus or guacamole versus having to chop them in the moment. So little things like that do actually make a big difference.
1: Maria, it's a pleasure talking to you and I I can talk to you and and talk about food all day, but I know our time is up and um, I would love to hear from you how we can stay in touch with you.
0: Sure. So you can head to my website, which is mariamarlow.com. And Marlow is spelled M-A-R-L-O-W-E. I have lots of healthy recipes on there, meal plans. I have my clear skin plan, which is a program designed to help you clear your skin from within. And you could also find me on Instagram at Maria Marlow as well. I post lots of fun cooking videos and cooking tips, food tips all the time.
1: And I love following her and I am a big fan and I'm going to go back to her website and dive in because I want to constantly stay inspired to eat healthy. It's so much better to eat homemade food, to nourish ourselves. And Maria, thank you so much for being on the show today. So enjoy talking to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Maria Merlot for joining us on the show today. If you know someone that may be looking for some healthy cooking tips, please send them this episode. As always, my friends, have a wonderful day and I'll see you soon. Kurt Cole
0: Media. Media
1: for your mind.